today on Divorce Court. Tragedies can crush a relationship, especially one that's already struggling to survive. These tragedies, however, don't necessarily have to doom the relationship. If you work together and do it the right way, the relationship can survive and even thrive. Today, we're going to meet a couple that's trying to do just that. Stay together while fighting through unspeakable pain. Divorce Court is now in session. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here today with Shantrice Harston and Sean Jackson. The two of you have been dating for a year and a half. Uh, you had one child together. You are fighting hard to stay together, but there's a lot going on. So, Ms. Harston, I'm going to start with you. Why don't you tell me what's going on in your relationship and what you're seeking from me? Um, well, me and Sean, we started off, um in high school, like, we went to high school together, but I never really talked to him in high school. And he tried to talk to me, but I just ignored him because he talked to a lot of girls in high school, and I just wasn't feeling that. Right. But later on, after that, we reconnected on social media, and after that, like, talking and being on the phone, um, I started to like him. Mm -hmm. So after that, we started hanging out, and then I had a photo shoot. Right. I was supposed to have someone else do the photo shoot with me. It was yeah. supposed well, to be... He, he was the photographer? No. Oh. I was just talking to Sean, but oh. I had a photographer. I had mm -hmm. the photo shoot, like, together already. Right. I just needed another person, and it was going to be a guy for a Valentine's Day shoot. Oh, gotcha. So he ended up not showing up, so I expressed that to Sean, and he ended up asking me if I wanted mm. him. So I said, yeah. And, like, when we did the photo shoot, it was a little it was uncomfortable. was Valentine's Day. Yeah. So. It was a little uncomfortable, mm -hmm. but, like, after a little while getting warmed up and everything, you know, it was okay. And, like, a week after that, we got intimate and I got pregnant. What happened once you found out she was pregnant? What did you do? Um, I was more so happy and joyous because I was trying to have a, a child of my, of my own, you know. Uh, I, I had pregnancies before, but it, they were more so aborted, so mm -hmm. I was very, like, honored to have a child because I wanted to do right and by the baby and by her. Were you alarmed at all about how quickly she became pregnant? I mean, you didn't really... You hadn't had a long relationship. Um, no, I, I wasn't alarmed. I mean, I live life under pressure, so I, I handled it well. I just knew I needed to take initiative. How did you feel, Ms. Harson? Were you alarmed? I was very alarmed uh -huh. because... There you go. <laughs> I was very alarmed because I had my daughter, and she was only, like, one at the time, I think. If one, she wasn't even walking yet. So I was, like really upset. Yeah. The next issue you ran into is concerns that he still has feelings for his ex. Why don't you explain what led you to believe that? So, later after finding out I was pregnant, um, we ended up moving in together. And I remember one day I was in the kitchen, I was cooking. This was when my stomach was kind of showing. Mm -hmm. And he just was like, oh, we was talking about her. I don't know how we started talking about her. He's like, oh, I haven't talked to her in, like, two weeks. And I'm like, 
why are you still even talking to her? I'm like four months pregnant. Why are you still even talking about her or thinking about her? It just made me feel like I was like the rebound girl. And since I was pregnant, he was trying to make it work with me. But mm -hmm. I felt like he was still in love with her. I felt like right. he still had feelings for her. And in order to get over her, he was being with me. Yeah. Mr. Jackson, what do you think about that? How were you feeling at the time? Um, I was, I was fairly over it, but I was trying to involve her to be open with her. I thought that would probably be the right thing to do is talk about it and be open with her, but obviously it wasn't. Uh, it wasn't the way to go. No. What, how did that, how did that conversation end? Were there problems as a function of that? Yes, because it just made me feel like I couldn't trust him because I was under the impression that when he started talking to me, he wasn't talking to her anymore. Mm -hmm. He would still talk about her because mm -hmm. we started off as friends. We started right. having conversations about different... Yeah. I got you. That goes down as a rough transition. You know what I mean? You, you're ending something, you know... He popped into a relationship with you unexpectedly. You can't just all of a sudden, he's gonna cut her out of the, he's got to end that. It's got to be over. He's got to put a period on it. Feelings don't just dissipate. So, and he was trying to be honest about what he was doing. So, you know, that was a rough transition, but he was handling it as best he could, trying to do the right thing by you. So, we're gonna move on from there. I wanna talk about pregnancy mood swings and how that impacted the relationship. After we had the baby, he was like three months. Um, I was in the bed with him um, instead of having him in the bassinet or a crib. And when I woke up, my son wasn't breathing. I understand that once you moved in, there was a lot of difficulty in part, you believe, because of her pregnancy mood swings. Why don't you tell me what concerns you had that led you to move out? Okay, um, so we moved in. It was just a matter of not getting the respect of an equal in the household, you know what I'm saying? She lost her job due to complications with her pregnancy, so I took more so the responsibilities for the house. Uh -huh. And I, f I felt like it wasn't equal because I'm working two jobs and I, I didn't even have a front door key or, you know what I'm saying, she didn't want to give me the front door key or get a key made, so that already, like, kind of... So you were paying the rent but didn't have a key to the place you were paying rent no, to? No, Your Honor, that I, was I, I after that. I was given that. a back door key uh -huh. when I moved in and told me, and she told me she's going to take my that key. That was when we first Stop. moved in. He is talking. She took my key because the key that I supposed to get from her mother because she lost her original key. Why, if he's, if he's paying the bills, working two jobs, can't the man have a key and full access to the house he's paying for? Your Honor, that was after... We was going half on the rent when he first moved in. Okay. And I do agree with him that I should have given him a key. Right. A few days later, I end up making him a key. But that was after we we had a disagreement about it. And I know that when he moved in, it was so quickly, I, I just had my own key. So I had to get him a key made. But he mm -hmm. was already moving in, so I wasn't going to get so him my own key. So it was just a, a logistical concern is yeah. what you're saying. And then he, and then he took it as an insult. I wasn't trying to do it that way. And I was, I do f understand what he was saying. saying but it wasn't... 
it intended as intent, an insult. No, is I wasn't what, trying is, to. Is what you're saying like to me. That. What happened when she lost her job? Uh, she lost her job. So I explained to her, like, if you're not at the best of your abilities to go work, I, I don't mind stepping in and helping out. But I didn't mean just completely give up and be hopeless. Like, I felt like she lost her job and mm -hmm. she lost perspective on dealing with everyday life and <laughs> continuing to do things as far as relationship-wise. Mm -hmm. And I felt like at that point I was more so with my, just alone. As in far and as, alone. Yes. M my understanding from what I read is that not, once she lost her job, she lost all her motivation. She wasn't doing the household stuff, too, yes, the cooking and the cleaning. So everything was was leaning on you. Did I get at, get that right, or am I misinterpreting? Um, as far I'm not going to say cleaning, because I'm not Superman. I don't mm -hmm. have that much time in the day to mm -hmm. come home, because I, I work. I'm out in the street But I'm saying hours. what she's failing to do. Yes, what she's failing to do, like, with the food, Your Honor. I couldn't get a decent meal. I had to come in and fix my own meal after going grocery shopping, after working two jobs. Now, Ms. Harson, he's working two jobs. He's doing the right now, thing. Honored. Did you, did you, did you? That's not true. He would ask me, like, he'll be, I'll be on the phone with him. He'll be on his way home. He'll be like, can you put me two Polishes up in the oven? I'll do it. He'd tell me, oh, you, can you do this? I'll do it. But if it's not done the way he wants it, it's always something negative after I do something positive for him. So mm -hmm. I am guilty of giving up easily. So if I do something for you and you don't appreciate it, I can go to the store and I can just think about Sean. I'd be like, oh, I think he'll like this. And I come back with it. That's not the one I like. I don't like that. It's not about that. It's the thought. Is, is your criticism constructive or is it, or, or is it painful? No. Your Honor, prime example. We've been together over a year now. Right. We ordered a pizza a few days ago. Mm -hmm. I like light cheese on... Did I get... How, how do you not remember the way I like... I, I know how she like... I know she like a Frappuccino, vanilla Frappuccino with a little caramel cream on the top. I know she like that. How do you not know what I like? You gonna force me to eat this? Like, if I don't like mayo on a sandwich, I'm gonna I, be grateful for mayo on a sandwich. I, I despise mayo. I, I think I understand... I think I understand <laughs> what we're saying. <laughs> Now I want to turn my attention to a fight you had over money that turned into somebody having to go off with the police. She informed me that my son was in the hospital and not breathing. At that point, I just, you know, I was just feeling all type of emotions and I, I made my way down to the hospital and to find out that it's more severe than what it was led to believe. Would you tell your partner you still had feelings for your ex? Tell us what you think at Facebook.com slash Divorce Court. Divorce Court will be right back. Ms. Harson, tell me what happened uh, when the police arrived. Uh, why did the police arrive and what happened once they did? So, I don't really remember that day. Uh -huh. what actually happened. But on a regular basis, Sean is aggressive. It led up to being... the police being called because I was pregnant, I had symphony, and he's always aggressive. We got into it, the police was called, I wanted him to leave. Now, him going off with the police and going to jail, I do feel like I 
shouldn't have done that. I feel like I, I overdid it. Like yeah. I could have. Did had... you feel physically threatened? That's the question I have. Mm, a little. Mm. I think that's a no. Because you, you, you worked real hard on that. I think you called them. I don't know. If you feel at all physically threatened, call the police. I don't believe you should be afraid in your own home. But don't call the police if you're just mad. Mr. Mr. Jackson, what is your response? What, what do you say happened that night? So she tried to knock on my door and say she had rent. She it, had the rent? She had her half of the rent. Uh -huh. But it's already like five days after the first. And I don't believe she had rent, so... I ignored the door and I told her stop knocking on my door. Um, later on that day when I woke up, I went to take a shower. When I got out the shower, I was presented with two armed police officers and they said they were called for a domestic squabble and I'm telling them I just woke up and I literally just got out the shower. So when they detained me, they detained me in a towel. I had to ask can I put on some clothes just to get out. And they also asked her if that you want me to be detained or just removed off the premises because I was on my way to work that night and right. I had to go to work that morning. Mm -hmm. She told them to detain me. And in Illinois, you don't get you do know, there's no no. Yeah, yeah, there's no second chance. There's, it, there's nothing about it. Uh, then things go bad to worse to tragedy. So my understanding is after all of that hullabaloo happened, he moved out. You couldn't pay the rent. You got evicted. Tell me what happened then. I was living with my auntie, and after we had the baby, he was like three months. Um, I was in the bed with him um, instead of having him in the bassinet or a crib. And when I woke up, my son wasn't breathing. And what happened? Did you roll over on him? Was it SIDS? What what happened? That's what they told me. They believed that I rolled over on him. Mr. Jackson, how did you find out? What did you do? And how did you feel? At this point, we weren't talking. So, I mean, I, she just came around and let me get started seeing this. So I spent a few couple of times with my son as far as without her, because she started to let me. But the last that I had my son was that Thursday. I, I returned my son back to her and I went to work from there. That Friday, um, I went to work. Saturday morning, I lost my phone, so she got in contact with my sister and she informed me that my son was in the hospital and not breathing. At that point, I just, you know, I was just feeling all type of emotions and I, I made my way down to the hospital and to find out that it's more severe than what it was led to believe, like he was comatose and he was on a respirator for the whole period of time and in, in he was brain dead and so they, they, they put him to rest because it was no coming back from that. I am so very sorry. I am so very sorry. I'm gonna adjourn this matter quickly because I need a little space to figure out exactly what I'm going to do here because I feel for the both of you. And I think this is so difficult and heartfelt. I think you're two good people caught up in a horrible situation and don't have the life experience or the models in order to learn how to go forward. So I'm going to adjourn for a moment and then we'll see what we're going to do from there. This matter is adjourned. 
How would you react to an unexpected pregnancy after one week of dating? Share your opinion on Twitter and Instagram at Divorce Court. Divorce Court will be right back. Santrice and Sean, I brought you back here because I think you're two good young people faced with a devastating circumstance and you don't have the tools to work through it. And I wanted to try to give you the tools to work through it. The main thing you have here is everybody has got to be honest about how they feel and what they think about that baby dying. Because if you are harboring thoughts and feelings and can't get it out, deal with it, you'll never get past it. You believe he blames you, correct? I want you to look at him and ask him, do you blame me? Do you blame me? Be I, honest now, Sean. I, I blame uh, partially. My understanding from what I read is that you told her before, don't co-sleep. Yes, that's accurate, miss. And I, I also was just, basically, that's, that's why I was getting that, because if you let me be more involved and relieve some of that pressures of you taking care of a child as a single mother with another child... Look at him. ...then... I feel like we could avoid things like that, but you wanted to work against me so much and then you wore yourself out and we paid the ultimate price and that's what I really feel that that's the case. God bless you, baby. You paid the ultimate price and every mother's been tired. I've fallen asleep with my son in the bed, did it in the hospital, nurse yelled at me. It's hard to be perfect. 100 percent of the time, 365 days a year, and sometimes the bad, the, the, the things that we don't do quite so well, they end up, we get past it, and sometimes the wrong things happen. But you're not the first woman to fall in the bed with the baby, and you won't be the last. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to live that hell all the time. I want you to say, yes, it happened, it was wrong, but it was a mistake anyone could have made. Life happens that way, and I want you to feel that way about it. Just so happened I didn't roll over. Just so happened I didn't roll over. So you with me? You hear me? Yes. Yeah. Take your time. You've been through a tremendous thing. A horror, a tragedy like that can either break you apart or bring you together. Use it as a tool to stay together. You with me? Yes. Best of luck to the both of you. Appreciate I honestly mean that. Thank, Thank you. you. Um, after getting Judge Lynn advice, this is um, how we're going to support each other more. Um, we're going to start taking more proactive ways to communicate and try to hear each other's side of the story opposed to just being one-minded. We don't know each other like we think we do. I think we need to be more intimate, not sexually, but just get to know each other. And I think that will build our relationship more.